Lord, we thank you for allowing us in your presence this evening. Lord, tonight we'd like to speak on the meaning of the black cube. Lord, this is important because, dear Lord, throughout the world they are calling for a peace movement. They're going to bring peace in the Middle East. They're going to bring peace everywhere and safety. And, Lord, we know that's not true and that is not their intent because you tell us in Zechariah 14, 1, dear Lord, and 2, that all the nations are gathered together. And I've witnessed to this very fact from meetings that I was in with members of the Crown Trust organization at the highest levels. And, Lord, these people are intent on bringing forth a religious war to wipe out truth to wipe out Christianity as we know it. And dear Lord, they're deceiving the people and they're trying to say that if anybody disagrees with them, they're an extremist. They're not of the will of the people of the world. And Lord, the will of the people of the world is not in power at this time because Lord, we're in the morning of your day. It has started and they remain in the night. In other words, they remain in the darkness. But the problem they have is the light has risen, which means a dominion and authority has been given over to you. And Lord, they have no right to make these negotiations. They have no right to do any of these things like bring war because it will judge them and it will bring them to their destruction. They cannot win this religious war that they're trying to create. They cannot win World War Three that they're trying to bring upon the people. And they cannot... Uh, assassinate, exterminate the 7 billion people that they're trying to do. You're going to intervene. Many people will live. They will not kill them all. But the problem is many people, many people who live will go through your plagues because you're going to bring plagues upon the people for not hearing you and not setting themselves apart in truth. Lord, I've been explaining what your words are. I've explained for 14 years what your words are as you've opened them. And Father, we've caused to know, dear Lord, these times and to the best I could discern, dear Lord, each year we called the people to come out because the war was ready. Lord, the people do not understand that if the people will come out, they will ignite the separation judgment and they will save themselves. Dear Lord, the problem the people have, they're waiting for a war that if they wait for the war, it means they're complacent. If they wait for the war to come out from the world, they are complacent, and the complacent ones will be punished with the wicked. Because, dear Lord, you're coming for a people who will hear your voice and determine to set themselves apart into your kingdom by prayer and fasting to bring forth your kingdom on the earth. Too many people have been sold the bill of goods, the false teaching that they're going to be taken out of here in a rapture event before any of these troubles. But Lord, surely they can see this because your prophetic word that you're pouring out at this time totally acknowledges that that's not true, that the rapture is going to come later, that they're going to go through these judgments. And dear Lord, we've proven through the scriptures that that is true, that the rapture comes in the midst of the morning at the earliest. And dear Lord, we're in the morning. But dear Lord, your people have not come out, even though it's your time. And because they're delaying, and you've delayed, but still, dear Lord, you're judging them. They are judging themselves by your words that they're refusing to receive. The law that we've spoken of, that you had Moses keep to himself, to teach the people. 
but it's not to be written because it's not for the world. It's for those who seek you and allow you to write them on their hearts to cause you cause them to know it because you will make them know it. Proverbs 1, 20 to 23. But the people have refused to hear this message. And Lord, I pray that we'll hear it because, dear Lord, you told us very clearly in John twelve, forty-eight, that you're going to judge us in this day. Now, this message I'd like to bring about the, the, the black cube is very important. I am not trying to criticize the Muslim faith. I am not trying to criticize Islam. I'm trying to bring truth to it. And I think what they're going to hear from this message tonight is going to shock them. It is not something they've heard before. And dear Lord, I pray that they will understand it because it's from the scriptures and it reveals it from the beginning. And dear Lord, I have heard many times, and we'll talk about some of the various things that they use They like to use scriptures that you, Lord, Jesus spoke while you were here, and they twist that to mean it points to Ishmael, and it does not. It points to the people who are going to receive the words, and what I'm talking about particularly is the verses of Matthew 21, 43 to 44, where it says very clearly that you removed the kingdom from the house of Israel, and you've sent it to to the, the Gentiles, a nation of people that will receive it with joy and will set themselves apart from the world. But dear Lord, they need to understand that setting themselves from the world apart from the world means exactly that. And they are not setting themselves apart from the world. They're being deceived and being misled and misguided and they're headed to destruction just like the Christians. And dear Lord, I pray that the Christians will understand what I just said because yes, we are headed for destruction too because you said in Luke 21, 34 to 36, that all the people on the face of the earth at this time will be caught in the snare. Whether you're Muslim, whether you're Catholic, whether you're Christian, whether you're Jewish, all of them are in the same snare. They have not heard the words of truth and will not receive it, and that is the words that sets them apart. And dear Lord, we can talk about the black cube, but there's nothing any more uh, terrible than for the Pope to sit in the Vatican and look out the window and come out on the balcony and look down upon an obelisk in a pagan wheel, an occultic wheel, and the whole thing is designed in a pagan design. And most every Catholic church around the world is built in some kind of occultic pagan way with gargoyles and obelisks and uh, just terrible things within it. And Lord, we pray that they would understand that that, that the, the people from Muslims, the Islam, Dear Lord, I pray that they will understand that that their religion has a fault. And it's no worse than the Catholic fault. They're all worshiping idols and worshiping the cult and doing things that are completely foolish when they think it's wise. I'd like to point to a scripture. I'm going to turn to it here real quickly in my Bible. Romans 1. In verse 18, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Truth is the words of God. And and in John 17, 17, you make it known. And you were sent into the world to bear witness to the words of God. Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19 tells us that. John 3, 34, 36 tells us that. You testified to it and so many more. And I've given all the scriptures and so many writings and audios. Because you said you just, they suppress 
suppress the truth and unrighteousness in verse 18. It goes in 19. It says, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools." And those who refuse to acknowledge God are as fools, Psalms 14.1. Very important us to understand it, those who think there is no God. The Muslims believe there is a God. Catholics believe there is God. Christians believe there is a God. Jews believe there is a God. The Jews deny Jesus Christ. So does Islam. But many Christians deny Jesus Christ because they're keeping false doctrines that are not even of God, and they ignore, and that's why they're caught in a snare, they ignore the great work that Jesus did on the cross of giving his blood so the temple veil could be opened, and now anybody, Muslim, Catholic, anybody can come to God and receive the knowledge of the words of God if they will listen to him and understand that he only gives his authority through one son, whose blood is different than our blood, and the house of Israel is going to be responsible for not disclosing the blood that Ron Wyatt had tested and people tested it in America as well and it verified it was different than any other blood ever created and it was living blood and it was off the Ark of the Covenant. All those things, all the nations are guilty. So Islam, please understand that the nation of Israel is very much responsible as is America because and, and the Crown Trust in England, the English and all of them because the Crown Trust and the Rothschild family controlling Israel and they're controlling Saudi Arabia. I sat in meetings with people who gave the, tr- the trading platform monies to the, the sheikhs and leaders of the nations of the Middle East. And they testified of the monies they gave out to these people, free money that their people don't know anything about. And it bought them out. And Saudi Arabian Secret Service was dealing with the Mossad and others doing different works all over the world, doing evil works. So Saudi Arabia and Israel are united with America and England and all these nations are gathered together exactly like the scriptures say in Zechariah 14.1. But I would like to point out that we're up against a war that they don't understand. They, you know, Paul tells us, Ephesians, I think it's Ephesians he's talking to us. Let me see if I can find it here real quickly in my scriptures. Um, anyway, it's about that we're fighting a war against principalities and darknesses that we don't quite understand. And we need to understand it. Because we're fighting against... Here's what it says in Ephesians 6. It says, verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. See, we have to understand that the people of the world, the Queen, Rothschild, and these people that are ruling, and all these leaders, the Saudi Arabian leaders, the Egyptian leaders, all of them are working with them. The Bible testifies to it. 
obviously it testifies, and I saw it firsthand working with these people. So I understand that China and America and, and Russia are all united as one. There's no war between them. They're creating the war because they're going to create a false religious war. I'm just telling you this so that you can begin to understand and try to look at what I'm pointing out to you. I want to let's get to the point of what the black cube represents because people think this represents Saturn and all these gods of Egypt and everything else. But Satan's much more wiser than that. He has to do everything in the opposition to God. He has to do everything in the way of God's words in reverse. And what he's doing is he's deceiving the people and having the leaders believe this stuff about Saturn and these false gods that they've made that they put power under and all these things. And he's making the people foolish because what the truth is about the cube, they don't seem to understand. And it begins with the beginning of the creation. And I've taken the entirety of the Bible and I pulled out the scriptures and I've written out the design of the entire creation from the scriptures and you can see this in the book called a testimony a testimony of numbers that's available for free download at the bottom of the front page of the websites 153wordsofgod.com and hispurelanguage.com you can get that writing for free and if you look in there you'll see that the entirety of the creation is designed in the form of clouds of a cube i'm sorry and a cube is, is the outer walls of the creation, the Bible tells you, is his what? It is clouds. He tells us his truth reaches unto the clouds. What is truth? It's his words. All his words are law. They never end. Heaven and earth can pass away, but his truth cannot. His words cannot. He made all the creation. He could destroy heaven and earth and cast everybody into his prisons that are in the abyss and the deep. But that... You know, heaven and earth is that, that part that's underneath the throne of God. It's in the center of the creation. That pyramid that's there, that's the heavens. And the earth is inside of that. Outside of that, there's a ball called the, the waters. Outside of that is another sphere called the deep. And outside of that is a cube. And that cube is the, the forms the whole creation. I've explained this in the book of Testimony of Numbers. Now, consider what is happening. This is real simple to understand. If you're in Islam, and this is real simple, what are you doing when you walk around this thing seven times? See, seven times is the way of the full measure of the Spirit of God. Seven is symbolic of the seven spirits of God. The seven spirits of the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of Wisdom, the Spirit of Understanding, the Spirit of Counsel, the Spirit of Might, the Spirit of Knowledge, and the Spirit of Fear, which is the strength of God to rest. See, the fear is if you don't make it to the seventh of the millennium, that's what we're, you know, what is happening now. We're in the separation judgment time. And those that are not separated into his kingdom will not necessarily enter into the millennium because it's going to be very difficult for the left behind to enter in. You have to join into his kingdom and be purified, made white and refined so that you can be taken up with his kingdom when he comes for it. He tells you in 2 Timothy 4.1, he's coming at his appearing, which is the separation judgment to set apart the people and at the kingdom and that's not including the time he comes at the end to um you know when he says coming at the kingdom it's two parts first he brings them up to get them before the lord and be him taught then they come back with him and destroy the antichrist and the false prophet and, and the other 10 kings with them see that all happens at the end there but that's you know basically 
ten and a half years from now, almost ten and a half years until he returns like that. But right now he's coming for the separation judgment at any time the Father allows him to come. He's been willing to come for this separation judgment since at least 2006. I've told them every year they were ready. The world system I know was ready in case the right things happened, they would come forth in their, in their war. They were ready all that time. But the people would not hear the Lord calling them to come out. He would not, he, they would not hear it. They would not hear the message of the words and it's the words that they're going to be judged by, but they would not hear it. So it went to the full clock, which the Lord says he will come as the son of righteousness at the coming of the morning. And he's coming now to separate the judgment. And, and the judgment of the people is being done through, one, we're required to, be, um, to receive the words and get ready to, for the harvest that comes at Pentecost. See, right now the Lord is calling his fishermen, his disciples that are going to speak and teach the words to others. And then there's going to be Pentecost, which I believe is coming on July uh, it's a, it's it should be on uh, Tom Tomus uh, 28 which i believe is July 24th this year that's the date that the best i can understand from the calendars and of, of the lunar solar calendar which is the lord's calendar explained in the bible and so we know that that is the pentecost when the power falls and at that point when that happens that's the earthquake of Uzziah that earthquake is not going to be where they hear it all over the world and it's cracking the world might try to create an earthquake, but not the one that God's going to create because he's going to create an earthquake that caused the people to fear inside them. They're going to know a feeling has come upon the world. They're either going to know that the devil has increased the pressure upon them and troubles are going to explode. Or they're going to feel the presence of the spirit of truth that's going to be poured out and begging to come into them if they will receive it. Just like it did at Pentecost, fully come with the apostles. Now this cube that I'm telling you about the the, uh, the Lord says he can, he surrounds himself with the black clouds. In other words, he's all light. There's no darkness in him. But symbolically, even his throne, outside of his throne, it, it, there's a like a cube in the center of the creation, as you'll see in my drawings. And that cube comes down upon the, the cornerstone, the capstone, surrounds it. It's a cube. The capstone penetrates that right to the throne. But there's a there's a clouds there surrounding that. And it's symbolic, it's symbolic of the creation. Because the creation, the dark clouds on the outside of the creation are all, I believe, black or absolutely dark purple. But I believe they're black. But the reason is, that is the outside boundary and it holds everything in it. At the bottom of the cube is a sea of reeds. In other words, out of these clouds grow reeds and it captures everybody. Nobody can get down. They can't fall through. The reeds will catch them. And there's places there of mud and mire, which is like planets and earth and stuff like that down there. But that's the prisons of God that the people are being cast out into. And it's all darkness. It's thick. I believe they enter into the body of a worm. And inside that worm is maggots and worms and so on also. The Lord tells us their worm will never die. It means their body is going to be like a worm that's cast into those prisons. You do not want to go there. Those are the final prisons of God, the Lilikiana, which is a lake of fire. It's the burning of the word all the time. What is the word? The word says that they will be a worm. And they will be tormented constantly. Eaten by bees, torn apart, and, and they cannot die. They just keep, like if they get eaten by the beast, it vomits them up on the third day to be, come up like larva. It turns into a maggot. The maggot turns into a worm, and they go again. 
That's the process step, and I've explained that in that book of Testimony of Numbers. doesn't sound pretty, but read Job 18 and other scriptures, and you'll see this. Even in Proverbs 1.12, it tells you they're torn apart, like in, the, in Shoal. In, there's a prison called Shoal, and there's a prison called Death, and then there's the prison called Lake Ghana, or Lake of Fire, but it's also called the Second Death. That's what he's talking about, that second prison of death. I've explained that in that drawing. You can see it. Now, let's look at this and say they, they walk around this black cube. What is this black cube? You see it all over the world. It's not just at Mecca. You know, and the one at Mecca is not exactly a cube. It's called Kaaba, which is the word for a cube. But it, the, the purpose of it, it, you look in New York, you have a black cube in New York. You have one out in Santa Ana at the Museum of History or uh, the, you know, historical science out there. Uh, you got it in London. You got it everywhere. There's black cubes, usually, like in Hamburg, Germany, in Australia, and so on. The black cubes, huge black cubes. It's not funny. It's a terrible thing that they've done, creating these big black cubes and thinking it's art. No, it's it's of the devil. And when you go to the, the bad part about Mecca, what they're doing there is you see the two big pillars that they have that overlooks this area which is like the pillars of Solomon's temple. You know, that, that's wrong. They shouldn't do that. But let's talk about the cube. The black cube, what it means is, when the, understand what they do, they have to go on a pilgrimage there, and then they walk counterclockwise. Did you hear me? Counterclockwise seven times around that. Seven times around it, counterclockwise. Do you know what you've just done? When the people do this, Satan has asked them what they're doing is, remember that God is always looking down, Psalms 14, 2 and 3, Psalms 53, 2 and 3, always looking down to see if we understand, to see if we do good. But this is doing evil. What these leaders of the nations have done, they've allowed the devil, without them getting wise enough to search out the words of God, instead they've, they've taken these doctrines and teachings that somebody created and without any background to them, without any knowledge, and they've done this. And it's the worst thing that the king of Saudi Arabia could possibly do for Muslims all over the world. Because what he's done is he's wiped them off the face of the books of God. Consider what they're doing. They're going outside the cube. I mean, that's outside of God, outside of his creation, and they're going backwards. What they're doing is erasing their memory of their life on earth. In other words, they're wiping out, they're asking God to wipe them out of his books. That's what it's doing. When you go around a black cube seven times, counterclockwise, you're asking God to remove your history from his books. That's what that's doing. How terrible is that? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just telling you what's in the scriptures. This is true. When you go around counterclockwise because God has a plan. Everything moves in a direction that God gives it. And he has a plan. And the earth is coming to a pattern. And it's going counterclockwise. It's not paying attention to the plan of God for the people. It's doing what the devils taught these people to do. They've listened to the devil. They've listened to the devil that wants to destroy them. He's a murderer. He's a deceiver. He's a killer. He's that. And then they come in there and they throw these stones in there. And the devil has to laugh when they throw those stones and they're mocking the devil. The devil says, oh, I got you. You've done this and now you're thinking you're stoning me. I've got you guys all. Because the devil's plan is he has to kill all the people according to Jeremiah 33. 
what the Lord says. If he, if he can cause it to be that there won't be a son of David on the throne, then he can do it. And that's what they're trying to do there. Understand, even the teaching, they, they use the teaching of Matthew twenty one forty three to 44, where God says, because the people of Israel, when he came, rejected the knowledge of the words, refused it, it was cast out from them taken away from them and paul when he went to rome the last entourage of of jewish people the last hope that they would receive the knowledge of the words in ad 56 to 58 or 58 to 60 whenever it was he was there he was there two years waiting on him but he had that meeting when he when he got to rome after the shipwreck and everything else when he got there and he rented a house and and he uh, uh let those people come and he invited them all to come and hear the message and he taught them some re- received it and most rejected it. And the Lord took the kingdom away because Paul said, if the kingdom has been taken away from you and sent to the Gentiles. See, the Gentiles didn't have the right to receive it. They had the right to receive it, but they wouldn't do it. Because, you know, if the Jewish people failed to get it, you think the Gentiles are going to get it? No, they didn't. Because it tells us in Hebrews ten twenty six to 27, at the time of the end, the Father would have to cause the light to enter the world, which is the same thing he says in Zechariah fourteen seven at the evening of the day of the Lord. In other words, the evening is the beginning of the day. And so he, he said at the evening of the day of the Lord, there will be light. He will cause the words to be received, and he did. And it's documented, and it's well put out there. So these people believed that that was sent to them. No, it's sent to those people who are going to receive the words at this time because he tells you in John fourteen or seventeen seventeen that we have to be set apart by truth. His words are truth, Psalms 119, 160, and John 17, 17, as well as he tells you in John, I mean, Psalms 119, 142, that his words are law. His truth is law. And he tells you in Psalms 33, 4, that all his work is done in truth. And it's true. See, his works will never fail. His word will never fail him. They will always be true. And I try to explain to the people that if you want to overcome the world, if you will gather together and receive these words as a people, if you will ask to be gathered together, ask the Lord to gather the people together. Because having a revival without knowledge is a useless time. It's nice. You're going to feel good. You're going to cry a little bit. You're going to sing some songs, have praise leaders do all these things. But you're not listening to God and not fulfilling what he said in John 2. Uh, Joel two twelve to twenty or John seventeen seventeen to nineteen. When you're not when you don't do that, it, what's he going to do? It's going to be like Matthew seven, twenty one to twenty three. These people were preachers, healers, you know, prophets, and so on. And what's he going to do to them? He's going to cast them out. What do you think he's going to do to the song leaders, singing praise without wisdom? It's nice that they do it. It feels good, and it's encouraging to the people. And the spirit does enter and call the people to get truth, but they don't go on from there. I've heard so many prophets speak, and they would say, uh, you know, get the words of wisdom you do not know. The Lord's telling them that. He's telling them, get the word, get the word at this time. You're hearing it poured out everywhere. Get the knowledge of truth. Get the word. Be set apart. Bring forth the revival. The Spirit's going to move, but the Spirit's going to call the people to receive the Spirit of truth. And if they will not do it, all those people that feel good and re- repeat it, it's not going to do them any good. He tells them that in Matthew seven twenty one to 23. The prophets are going to be useless because he said they're lawless. His truth is law. And these poor Muslims are being led like this. And consider the fact that our president of the United States and the president of Egypt and the president of Saudi Arabia put their hand on an orb over there that was glowing in that 
place and consider what they were doing. I mean, it's nice that they get together and they want to get peace, but it's not right. This is not the kind of peace they need. It's not the kind of message we've been taking to them. That's why the Lord told us in Revelation 18, uh, 1-4, come out from all these leaders or we're going to receive their sins and we're going to receive the plagues that God's going to send on us. Because these people are sinning. They're misleading the people and bringing them into a total global religious war for the purpose of the crown trust to bring upon a one world order. That the crown trust is intending to kill 7 billion people. Basically all flesh on the earth is what the Lord says in Matthew 24, 21 to 22 and Mark 13, 19 to 20. See, it tells you there that they put that on it. And they did this at the Global Center for Combating Extremist Ideology in Riyadh. But you hear what they're saying? We are going to eradicate extremism. But if you go back to what the FBI and the DHS and all these people in Congress and Senate are saying is all these people that speak the truth of the Bible that cause them to become into correction, that contradicts what this government is doing, that points out the Bible says to come out from following these leaders because they're going to kill the people. They're calling them extremists. Because they're preaching the Bible. And people don't preach the Bible today. They don't preach the truth. They don't believe the truth. And they have no belief that God's going to deliver them. All they want is an escape clause. We've been on Social Security too long. We've been on things that the government hands out. We've been on fiat currency too long. That's what the Queen says. They can't resist the candy. See, this is just fake money. It's going to collapse anytime they say it. They just do it in a computer system. Because nobody has any gold in their hand from, you know, the currency used to be gold-backed. And we had the gold. Now they've stolen the gold, and there's no gold in the, in the reserve system because the, the Crown Trust is on record. McFadden, the senator, way back in the 1930s told us, 1920s and 30s told us that they were stealing it. The, the, the Crown Trust was sending it. The Rothschild bankers were sending it around the world to their merchants. You know, it's interesting when you look at the thing of Kaaba. Um, they say it's made of granite, that, that cube over there. It's made of granite from the hills near Mecca. The structure is you know, 50 feet high, 35 feet wide, and 40 feet long. Inside the Kaaba, the floor is made of marble and limestone, and the interior walls measure 43 feet, 13 meters by 30 feet, 9 meters, are clad with tile. I haven't seen it. Nobody can go there if they're not that. I've been to Saudi Arabia, but never went there. I know people that's gone to Mecca. I've seen pictures of it. I saw business plans that they were doing on building the, the huge clock tower that they're building there that's going to replace the, the, you know, in the new religion that the Crown Trust is bringing forth. They're going to set that as the center of time there at Mecca. So, you know, Trump knows all these things. It's impossible for them to be president and, and not because the people working with them and around them work for the Crown Trust. And they know these things. But one of the things that's about it that's kind of interesting is that this thing is supposed to be pointed to a star system. They call it Canopus. is a white binary star in the keel of the ship Argo Nevis, the brightest star in the constellation of Argo Nevis. It's called the Great Ship and the second biggest star in the sky which, after Sirius, which it closely aligns with by longitude. Now, why is that important? If you go to Revelation 18, it points out the merchant ships on the sea. Isn't that interesting that this cube that's, that they're going counterclockwise around is causing God to wipe them out of the books? They're like ships on the sea. And that's what the Admiralty Law is. Everybody is a corporation on the sea. They don't know that, but that's what the Admiralty Law is. 
They're just a corporation, docked to a river that's on the sea or, or a corporation like that. And we're a dead estate. We died. Ship, you know, a ship of our real, of the afterbirth, which they consider our living being, died and they claimed it. So they trade our souls on their stock market secretly. This is all evil. This stuff is real. This is evil stuff that they're doing. And people are deceived and they look at these things like these guys getting together and putting their hands on that orb. But let me tell you something. That orb means divine allowance. In other words, when they put their hand on that orb to them, they're thinking about divine orb, divine allowance. But you know what that circle is representing? It's the storehouses of God that surround the heavens. God's, the, the sphere, the, the, the waters that's around the heavens is a sphere. And it's the storehouses of God. You can see it in Psalms 104 and so on. And what he's doing there, what they're doing is they're saying that they have the divine right in, of the blessings of God that are in those storehouses and everything else, and they do not. Because from the time that the Lord raised up and was given the throne, from the morning he rises as the son of righteousness, they no longer have the right of dominion. Romans 13 doesn't affect them as far as giving them authority. It took it away because now God has given it to Jesus Christ. And he's coming. Yeshua is coming. And he is the Lord God represented to us. He has all authority and power of God. And the Lord tells us in Joel 2, 12 to 20, he's waiting on us. God has been waiting on us. There comes a time when he pulls the plug and that's it. It's the summer harvest time. It's going to happen. And if the people won't receive the word then by Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, it's over for them. They're going to be cast out into the punishments after that. But I believe it's going to be before that because it's a judgment time harvest is a judgment you you cast out the weeds and you keep the wheat right now the lord is harvesting the fishermen the people who want to be disciples of christ who know the truth he tells you that his disciples have the truth truth is the words of god and they're going to go forth and speak these words to the people but please understand people need to understand these things what's it mean when you have an obelisk in the center of your capital like Washington, D.C., and the Vatican, and all these places, at the at the Supreme Court building in Israel, all these pagan things like that. The obelisk is one of the worst things you can possibly have because it's destroying the seed of the people of the nation, giving them the authority to do extermination of the people. That's what it does. We don't think it's right. It's a pillar. It measures the seed, and God planted from the beginning. Understand, God said... The number 1,000 is symbolic of a pillar. And there's 6,000 years to get all this work done. We must do that because we must get the word and be sealed with the word and have it in us before the millennium starts because that's the 7,000th year. We have to have it to teach the people. We have to raise them up in the word. But if we don't have it, we will not go into there teaching the word. We will not be able to do the great works and you will have a little position in that kingdom of God during that time of the millennium. It seems that way. I believe that I've given you the point of the importance of the Kabbalah, the, the black cube. And all around the world, these black cubes are. It's just not Muslim things. They're doing this with all the people. What they're doing is when they put these cubes, like in New York City, they have a cube. It's a, They're all at an angle, distorted. What they're doing is mocking God, saying his truth doesn't list here. His truth in Washington, D.C., I mean, in New York City, doesn't live there because they've got these cubes tilted at an angle. 
and Santa Ana with the science at Tilden Angle because they're, they're telling you by doing this, they're saying that we're destroying the history of science. We're destroying the genealogy. We're destroying, we're bringing forth the perverted animals where they've crossed snakes with fish and every other kind of thing. It's horrible what they've done on the secret side of the science side. You see results of these things, some of these terrible things washing up and animals seen and pictures taken. They always say, oh, it's alien caused and all the rest of this stuff. Hey, listen, you know, you go back to Genesis 1. Two, I mean, just start Genesis 1 and 3 and 4 and you begin to see that those people of the, of the time back then was given knowledge by God. God allowed them. They were the fathers of these things. God allowed them to increase in knowledge, but they also were able to call upon the word of God, but they used it wrongly. And God said their hearts are evil constantly, and he destroyed them all. And God said at this time, he's going to judge the people, and he's going to cast out the complacent and the wicked into the plagues. And many are going to die before that. But you can read the, the, the fourth seal judgment. You'll see that one-fourth is what's going to be destroyed. They're trying to kill seven billion right away. But God's saying, no, it's going to be one-fourth that's going to be destroyed. And they're going to afflict them with these plagues and every other kind of serious thing. But the others are going to be caused to be in trouble. They won't be able, the ones that are of God are going to be set apart. And they're going to be blessed mightily with all the power of the word and so forth. And in these times, remember that you know, if you want to walk through these judgments, because God says in John five twenty four, if you will hear my voice, which means discern my words, and do them because he says if you believe in the promises of the Father, you can't believe in those promises and not be doers of them. Read James 1, 20 to 22. You've got to be doers of the word, not hearers only. And in hearers, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God we're not listening to. Read John eight forty three to 47. We must turn. If you want to help Israel, if you want to help the Islamic nation, start bringing them the knowledge of truth. Right from the scriptures, show them all these things. Let them discern it. People need to stop listening to the doctrine of men and understand this war is coming. And these people that are at the top of the world don't care whether you're Muslim, don't care whether you're Christian, don't care what you are. Their intent is to kill 7 billion people and leave about 30 million living. You need to come out from all that. You can overcome them and be saved from all this by getting the knowledge of truth, because the Lord says all those who call upon his name, which is the word of God, Revelation nineteen eleven to 13, all who call upon his name in Joel two thirty two, tells you that he will, they will be delivered, same as in John five twenty four. So believe in this, come out, and God will save you through this time. I believe you can understand. If you go book to the book of the Testimony of Numbers, you can begin to see what I'm talking about going around this thing going around the cube and counterclockwise you're saying lord i'm not part of your creation take me out of it wipe out my remembrance and that's what's happening if wipe out your remembrance that means you're going to be cast into prison of god you're not going to go outside the creation but that's what you're asking for you're asking when you do that counterclockwise around a black cube you're asking to be removed from all his remembrance of books you're not asking for life you're not asking for blessings you're asking to be removed from God and removed from all his blessings, removed from everything. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. And I pray that you'll discern it 
And, you know, look at the people of of the church. They're allowing these idols and the abliss to stand. They're allowing steeples to be on churches. They're doing all this stuff, and they consider themselves ready for the rapture. They're prophesying in churches, but they will not listen to what he says in Joel 2, 12 to 20 at this time to be sanctified. You can't be sanctified unless you receive the words of God. Joel 7, uh, John 17, 17, 17 to 19. You've got to be like the Lord. He gave his blood to open the temple veil that we can go into the Father and receive the knowledge of truth, the knowledge of his words. But we're not listening, and we're going into punishment. The war is coming. This is the time for the fishermen to come forth. The Lord is calling his people. Listen to the prophetic word. He's telling his people, come out, speak the word, hear the word, go forth, get ready. The harvest is coming at Pentecost. But you have a lot of learning to do between now and Pentecost so that you can be ready to go out and show the people the word and go out without fear because you've got to grow in knowledge to have faith. Faith doesn't come on a download. It comes line by line, precept by precept. But you've got to be zealous to be set apart and be ready for this time. You've got to understand what the power of God is. I've tried to explain some of this. I've tried to explain a little bit of the pattern of God. But people just aren't ready I want, to re- I want to explain it. I want to do all those things, but the people need to understand what they need to do first. They need to understand that God's power does overcome all these things, and there are many of it. There's the way of the key. There's the way of healing. There's the way of all these things. But the most important ones, these the law of the patterns. These patterns, like walking around a circle counterclockwise around a black cube, that's power. You're removing yourself. You're moving yourself. Don't do that. God gave us many examples of good things we can do to bring forth the power of God, the light, the authority. All things are made by the words of God. All things are brought forth by the words. All things are prepared in the heavens. And beyond that, there's the storehouse of his waters. And it's a sphere. Read the book. Look at the book, A Testimony of Numbers, and you'll see this. I'm going to have some notes sent out in the next day or so with this so that you can take a look at it. You can read all about Islam and make your choice. You know, people have a right to the decision, a right to what they want to do. I'm just giving you what I know to the best of my ability. I ask you to think about it and pray to the Lord because God will make it known to you. Because he promises in Proverbs one twenty three that we will turn to him, he will pour out his spirit upon us and cause us to know his words. So if we want to hear the truth, and we really do want to hear the truth that created all things, all the creation was made by a spoken word. Why don't we want to believe that? Lord, we thank you for all you've done, and we ask you, Lord, to take this humble message, Lord, and use it for good. And Lord, we pray that all of the Islamic world will understand how deceptive we've all been, not just Islam, but Christianity and Judaism. All of us have been deceived, and all of us are just like you said, Lord, in Luke twenty-one thirty-four to 36. We are caught in a snare in Isaiah 28, 9 to 13. You tell us that snare is a lack of knowledge, and that knowledge we must get is the knowledge of truth, Daniel twelve four. And as you said in John seventeen seventeen, we must receive that to be set apart from these world leaders, or we will find the faith that they're going, and you've promised that this fit beast kingdom will be destroyed in Daniel 7. 11 and 12. It's coming to its destruction. Its time is up. You've taken their authority. When these people put their hand on that orb, which represents an orb represents divine authority. They don't have authority to do that. They don't have authority to get rid of the extremism. And that's important for us to understand. When they put their hand on that and they're in this place, the global you know, elimination of extremism, I can't think of the word right now, sorry. But 
that that place where they did this and what they're saying is terrible. The Global Center for Combating Extremist Ideology in Riyadh. See, they put it in Riyadh. I told you they're going to put the time clock in in, uh, in Mecca. The new time clock is going to re, uh, remove the GMT's time zone. They're going to do the new world order that's going to be based there. I saw the drawings and the prints and all this for this stuff when I was back in 2000, I think it was, uh, in in, Engl- uh, in in Geneva. They showed it to me. So I know that that's their plan, to bring this big place together and with their trains and all that. But this is their plan for these things. They're changing everything. And it's all being a one-world religion that's based upon the man-made, no-eyed laws, which are not of God. And they've even changed the law of the nation of America to say that that was a law the nation was founded on, which is not the Bible was founded on. But they try to say that that's the Bible. They're going to change the Bible. Please, people, wake up. Please understand, when they put their hands on that sphere, just like when Queen Elizabeth holds the orb with the, with the, with the cross coming out of it, that to them in their pagan way, is holding the authority of God to do this work. But see, God has the authority over the, the, the sphere is the, is the waters, the place called the waters. It's outside of the heavens. And that's where his storehouse of good is. And another sphere is outside of that one, which is the sphere that has the correction in it, the snow and the fire and so on, <clears throat> ice and so on. The brimstone and all that will come in to do his correction at its appointed time. But... <clears throat> That when you put your hand on that sphere, you're saying that this is by the authority of God, and they do not have the right for that at this time. So when they did that, they're being judged for that by God the Father. <clears throat> so Trump and them put their hand, did a terrible thing when they did that, and they do not. And the king of Saudi Arabia and the king of Egypt did the same. And the queen, when she held that, knowing what her goal was to bring about a one-world order and kill most of the people, because she'd already, you know. Uh, uh, the FDA and all that was already formed and that in 1948 and she was crowned in 52 and that so when she took over she knew these things that they're intentionally trying to kill the people the FDA was put in to destroy the nutritional value of the people and to bring about all this cancer and sickness and you know the GMOs and all that have all resulted from all that planning and she's been in charge of all this and she is the Roman Holy Roman Empress of the world at this time the Pope is under her I've told you about this and I've testified to it from papers I held in my own hand. So we know that this is what they're doing there and, and understand that they don't have a right to that. And they don't understand that orb is that, that this is the storehouses of God. They don't understand it. The devils deceived them. They're deceived. They're greatly deceived. But they show this as the power and authority and it's they're calling on the devil to give them that power and authority. And it's guiding them farther and farther away from God. They cannot hear the God when they're arrogantly holding these things and going forth with such an evil plan. So that's what they're doing. When Trump did that, he knows. He knows what the world agenda is. He's working for the Crown Trust. You can't be a president of the United States if they don't allow you to be. So they are put him in there. And Wilbur Ross is their financial guru. That is the guy that was well known to be the head of, they called him Mr. Bankruptcy, the king of bankruptcy. And I've told you they're going to bankrupt America. And that's exactly what you're seeing to come. They're starting to cause the economic turmoil. All this is evil that they're doing. All of it's evil. All of it's bringing forth the destruction. We need to set ourselves apart from these leaders by truth. Not creating riots, not creating marches, not going to Washington negotiating, but calling upon the Lord who will give you wisdom and understanding of what to do. 
you see all this stuff, you're to see it, but focus on the kingdom and focus on bringing forth the knowledge of his words and the knowledge of the work. He will bring forth Pentecost and the, fall, the power falling. But if he's got to have his people come out. He's ready for the fishermen to be trained in the knowledge of truth, to grow in wisdom. He will pour it out on them if they will truly have a heart to hear. But right now they got their own doctrines. They're not hearing the truth. They love their positions. But Lord, please help them to humble themselves and come out to the knowledge of truth. We ask all this in thy precious name that your kingdom come, that your will be done, and the people will understand the greatness of what you're trying to offer them. And Lord, you are calling a gathering of all the nations, but unto your nation, because you're coming, dear Lord, as it says in Zephaniah 3.8, to divide the world into your kingdoms, the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light. Lord, I pray they will understand that from First Thessalonians 5, 1-10. They are either of the day and of the night, I mean, a day and of the light, or of the night and of the darkness. And Lord, the night continues, even though it's morning for those with the words. The night continues for all those who have not heard yet. They're still living in the darkness, still living in the confusion, still living in the deceit and, and headed towards their destruction. Unless they wake up and realize this is the time of the separation judgment and they must choose your kingdom because it's going to come on earth before the rapture ever comes because they must be purified, made white and refined just like it says in Daniel 12, 9 to 10 and as it says in Ephesians 5, 25 to 27 or they cannot go up in the rapture because they're not purified and not made spotless. We ask this in thy name that they wake up. Please pour out your spirit and cause them to know this truth. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> 